The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, possums. Welcome to Offensive Points Week 15 Game Previews. Billy and I are going to walk you through all of our favorite plays from this week's slate of games. Follow us at Offensive Points. Follow the Passel at Semi Pro Fantasy. Get on us at Discord. Get on us at TikTok, YouTube. We do a stream every Sunday. Answer live your start sick questions. Uh, it's kind of a fun thing to get on. Um, Follow Billy at Ombre Vendor, myself at OP Economist, and follow Josh, Iceland Josh, at Josh Hall, STL. Iceland Josh, I like that. Okay, well, we're going to do it a little bit differently this week. Normally, we do start, sit, stop, and we have the three of us, and we kind of go around in a circle. A triangle? Triangle. Um, But this week, since it's just me and Joe, no Josh, we're just going to go game by game and talk about who we like in each game and why, basically. So... We're going to start with the Thursday night game, which is Chiefs-Chargers. Joe, can you start us off? Yeah. Um, We have a 52 over-under in this game, so Vegas likes a lot of points in this one. I do, too. Uh, It is a divisional game. Those have a tendency to get very sloppy. Um, I don't know. With the way these two teams have played this year, they are so up and down roller coaster style. Uh, I don't really know what to expect as far as the score. I like Tyreek Hill to eventually break out of this slump. This would be a phenomenal game for him to do so. Um, Travis Kelsey, he's looking really rough, man. I don't, I don't know about Travis Kelsey. He's On the looking other side, old. Let's put he's looking way. old, dude. Freaking Daryl Williams finally has a role, um, a consistent role, and Edward Solaire is actually looking healthy too. So um, the game itself, you know. I like it. I'm excited to watch this one. It is a Thursday night game. It is a divisional game. So chances are it's going to be very sloppy. Um, Keenan Allen's really good. Uh, we're starting him uh, with the running backs. Is there news on Eckler yet? I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen him out. I think he's just questionable still. Yeah, still questionable. Um, if he if he starts, obviously we're playing him. The Chiefs look better. 
um, on defense. Actually, like a totally different team on defense, uh, but we're going to start him. I don't know, between Kelly, Jackson, and Roundtree (laughs) – Good luck trying to pick one. I guess if you're I, in, if you're yeah if you're in a playoff game, maybe we don't throw one of them out there. Yeah, uh, Chiefs defense against the run has been really good as of late. So unless it's Eckler, I would suggest maybe going a different direction. Yeah, if you had to pick one, Jackson's my favorite out of those three. Same, uh, just because of his his work through the air. But um, that's about it as far as the quarterbacks go. Um, Again, you know, they're both – you're starting them. You do not have better options than these two on your team. It's There's a chance you have like a Jalen Hurts um, in there, which you could possibly start over. I don't trust them with that ankle. But um, they both should have good games in this one. This is just really – you know, being divisional, being Thursday night, I have a really hard time saying that this is going to be an absolute shootout. But, it, you know, with these two teams, it's very well possible. Yeah, I the f- – the only reason it might be is the first two times they've played, it's come down to like a final drive to win the game. Obviously, Mahomes won the first one. Justin Fields won the or Justin Fields, Justin Herbert won the <laughs> second one. Um, and they did. Chargers did beat them earlier this season. Mike Williams, as ever, everybody can remember, that was one of his coming out parties. He was, went for a hundred and something and two touchdowns. Um, in that game, I don't think that's going to work out the same this time. The chart or the Chiefs have kind of gotten their defense to play kind of more cohesively than they have been throughout the beginning of the season. But it's going to be a fun one. This is probably the best Thursday night game. Honestly, this is the best game of the week. I think so. Yeah, it's fun to see uh, this kind of game. This We've actually been blessed with some really good Thursday night games this year. We really have. The Dallas Tampa started off and. Uh... It's just it's looked good ever since. A couple I bad agree. ones in there. Okay, well, let's right. move on to the next one, which is Raiders Browns. Um, I'll, I'll talk about this one because it's in Cleveland. It's gonna be a bad game. Let's. I'm not gonna try to kid anybody. Um, although maybe it's gonna be one of those games where there's so many people out and the coach is out for Cleveland that actually it ends up being a very easy game for them to win because the Raiders don't have much tape on Case Keenum and whoever is going to be catching the ball for the Browns. Um, they also, Nick Chubb is going to be out there. He should get full workload. Dearness Johnson might be a solid play in desperation times. I would not suggest starting him as a full start, but, and the weather is going to be horrible in Cleveland. It's supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be rainy on Saturday night in Cleveland or Saturday afternoon in Cleveland. So, I, you know, that usually does not mean good things for aerial attacks, but what were you really going to get from Case Kingdom anyway? And then that brings up who, you know, other, I think this could be a good, huge Hunter Renfro grant game for the Raiders. He has been super solid all season, a really good DFS play if you're playing in DFS on Saturday. Um, but other than that, Raiders, you got to kind of just see what you can trust. I would not trust the – you can trust the run game because they're going to have to run to probably play in this game. But Brown's run defense is just – it's clicking on all cylinders these last couple weeks. Yeah. I kind of like Jalen Richard. Um, Maybe it's another sneaky daily play. Um, Kenyon Drake's gone uh, or out for the season. Uh, Josh Jacobs is obviously going to get the workload here, but Jalen Richard has historically been the pass catching back, which against the Browns, I think the pass catching back usually does fairly well um, against them. So 
It could be an interesting one here. I agree. I, I it's one of those games where I think the Browns are going to lose, but they're probably going to surprise me. So yeah. All right, on to Patriots Colts, Joe. Give us some some Patriots and Colts. (laughs) Uh, We got two good defenses going against two strong running games and uh, okay quarterbacks here. Um, I, I, you know, Belichick tries to remove the piece. We we all know this at this point. Jonathan Taylor is the piece he's going to try to remove. The problem is I do not think with the Colts offensive line and Jonathan Taylor's talent, they're going to be able to fully stop him. So um, I expect Jonathan Taylor to get, you know, one or two touchdowns. I would say two, but, uh, but he's going to have a game. Probably the yardage won't be there, but uh, he's still going to do it. Um, You know, Wentz is going to have to throw in this game. I think Um, I, I don't know exactly who is going to step up other than Michael Pittman in this offense? Uh, I think it's Taylor and Pittman. Uh, I would not start Wentz at all. And then on the Patriots side, if Damian Harris is still questionable, um, the Colts are pretty good against the run. They can be run on though. Uh, if he were to miss, I love Ramondre Stevenson in this game. Um, you know, the tight ends, the Colts have actually been pretty good against tight ends recently. Uh, so I don't really like Hunter Henry or Johnny. Mac Jones is going to be a tough start because I really just think this turns into a run fest um, with a couple deep shots here and there. I guess with the speed you would like, you know, like a Kendrick Bourne type, maybe in a tournament play in daily to get you some points. But um, yeah, I mean, I think this is just going to be a slug fest and just really nasty between the trenches football here. I agree. Uh, you want a fun stat for the Patriots um, yeah. this season? So whenever Mac Jones completes 30, 30 balls in a game, they are 0-2. Wow. So if he has 29 and below, they're like, I think it's 9-2. and two. But if he completes 30 passes in a game, 0-2. That's crazy. It is very weird, right? So, I do think this is going to be a good game, though. I, I think this too. is going to be like, kind of an old-school grinding I, I I think that the, if the Patriots had one kind of team that could beat them in the playoffs, which was kind of how it was. I mean, this is two years ago now, but when they played the Tennessee, it was Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. And they just kept pounding them. And then they would get Tannehill to throw, you know, one of these little like weird scramble throws across the middle. Um, but the way that you beat the Patriots is you just keep pounding and, Jonathan Taylor's one of those backs. This is a, a team that is built to beat the Patriots. So we'll see what the Colts can get done. But I I still I have my bet on the Patriots to win a Super Bowl. And until somebody proves me differently, I just don't see how they lose. <laughs> that okay. was a good bet, man. When you said it, I was like, this dude's nuts. But I the thing is, it's just it was right before they played the Browns. And then it's like I had Josh place that bet. And then after they played the Browns, I was just like, this. This is a Bill Belichick team. Uh, he's done it again. He's figured yeah. out how to make his defense morph to how he needs them to play against any specific team. And he's got an offense that is good but not great, and that's all he needs. He needs a, an offense that's not going to lose them the game, but it doesn't necessarily have to win them the game. No, nope. and that's just that's Bill Belichick. And he's got the best incredible. kicker in the league. Uh, I know Justin Justin Tucker. Love you. You're a really good kicker. You're really solid. 
the way the Patriots use the kicker though is just it's a it's a little different. I don't know. It's just the way Nick Folk, he's the guy. All right. Move on to Panthers versus the Bills. So I think this is going to be not fun for the Panthers. Uh, Matt Rule decided to fire his offensive coordinator um, last week. And last week, uh, when the, after, after he fired him two weeks ago during the bye week, the last week they did not look good and they lost to the Atlanta Falcons, which should tell you exactly where the Panthers are at in their state of being right now. So the Bills are coming off two straight losses. I don't think you're going to see a third loss from the Bills. So I think they're going to come out. They're going to throw a lot. I think Josh Allen's going to try to get back up. I think Stefan Diggs is going to be targeted heavy, even though Stefan Gilmore will be on him. And I think this is a big game. We were talking about it in part one, but Gabe Davis, if you have him on waivers, go grab him. If he's been sitting on your bench all year and you've been waiting for a time to play him, I think this is the play. And if you're the Panthers, I don't know who on that team's worth playing right now. They're used, they're playing uh, two quarterbacks in a turnstile type of deal. Robbie Anderson finally came alive last week, but what what does that mean? You know, yeah. um, DJ Moore wasn't wasn't a factor, um, and nobody else on the team's really a factor. So, other than the defensive players, IDP, you're going to play all your guys, but. Yeah, I mean, you see any upside with the Panthers here, Joe? None. None whatsoever. Um, you know, I guess they could go the old Patriots approach and the Colts and the, the Titans and just try to run on them. Um, but Chuba really hasn't shown any ability to take that role. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I the guy I really like in this game is Dawson Knox. I'm a, a huge Knox fan this week. Um, Dawson Knox is a good call. Yeah, um, you know, Panthers have been all right against tight ends, but uh, with Josh Allen's toe, I don't think you see quite as much scrambling um, this week. He has turf toe. I don't think you're going to see the the really deep digs balls that you were seeing when he would scramble. So I like Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox kind of running those intermediate routes to uh, really make an impact in this game. But that's all I'd really be excited about starting. I agree. There's just really not much upside for this game. If you're a Bills, if you have Bills on your team for your playoff run, this you just got really lucky because the Carolina Panthers are in such upheaval right now that I think that the Bills are going to capitalize on that quite a bit. So let's move on. Cardinals-Lions. Joe, have at it. All right. So Lions are coming off their first win, and the Cardinals are coming off their first loss in a while. Um this is it's going to be an interesting game to watch. Um, we already saw that Hopkins is shut down uh, for the rest of the regular season. Um, you know, we don't have any update on Jamal Williams or Swift right now. I'd assume Jamal Williams would play. Uh, was it Craig Reynolds? Was that the guy's yeah, name? That was the guy. Fucking, oh, Craig. Craig Reynolds uh, screwing my whole daily uh, plans up last week, but that's okay. Um, I really think the Cardinals come out swinging in this one. I think this is a game where Kyler Murray is going to run all over the Lions defense. Um, going to throw it a lot. I like Rondale Moore a lot in this game. Uh, I think, you know, with Hopkins hurt, we know what AJ Green is. We know what Kirk is. Um, I think Do they we try know to that get... or is a sleeper? Is sleeper? Um, saw that on Twitter where AJ Green was a, a dart throw. Oh, yeah. Sleeper. 
Yeah, he's been making some boneheaded plays recently. Um, we saw it in the Packers game. We saw it last week where he just ran the wrong freaking route. Wide open touchdown. The the defensive back slipped and he still ran the wrong route. Um, but uh but yeah, I think uh they try to get Rondale Moore involved a little bit more in this one. Um, you know, maybe they try to get the rookie a little bit more run. Maybe you see a little bit more, you know, Benjamin in this game. Um, so the running backs. I really think Kyler is just going to handle this game by himself here. Uh, Connor could get a touchdown or two. Um, he's been really, really hard for me to trust, but he just keeps coming through on that one. Keeps getting touchdowns. I mean, until it's he stops crazy. getting touchdowns, I don't know how you can't. Absolutely crazy. And then for the Lions, um, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown caught that touchdown last week, uh, two weeks ago. They're – He's the only guy I really trust receiving. 18 wise. catches in two games. I saw Field Yates tweet that out earlier. Yeah. For yeah he's the guy I only – the really only guy I trust. Um, Hawkinson, if he plays, the Cardinals have been the best all year against tight ends. So, he's going to face a lot of resistance there. Uh, but I like I like St. Brown in this one. And then whatever running back plays, I think they're going to get a lot of receptions. You know, it's possible even with Williams back that they just continue this uh, – nauseating cycle of running backs that they seem destined to do when Swift's out. But um, that's really all I'm interested in on the Lions side is Amon Ra. Um, you know, Josh Reynolds has looked really good coming on. He's caught a couple deep touchdowns. He looks good. He's a good compliment piece. But then we got Cleef Raymond coming out of nowhere last week to uh, to take his job a little bit. So not too excited about any of these guys on the Lions. But I like the Cardinals. I like Rondale Moore. I think he's a good fantasy or a daily start. I will have to agree with you. I mean, the only real issue I see with the Cardinals in this game is if they get up to a comfortable lead, they just start sitting, <laughs> sitting the starters. Yeah. Um, which is going to kill your fantasy value, unfortunately. Which is um, something we really haven't seen with how bad the Lions are this year because they, we were, play, yeah. I mean, that's true. Happy football, you know. Yeah. It's, Dan Campbell keeps it keeps it close. That's for sure. Um, okay. We'll move on to the next game. We got the Jets in Miami. Before I get to Miami, I just want to like, I just we need to pour one out for the Jets. It's been a rough one. Um, they do get Michael. They should supposed to get Michael Carter back this week, which will be huge, I think, for Zach Wilson because he loves having Michael Carter there. Um, Miami defense has turned it on these last seven games. They have not played a good team since probably you know week six. Uh, the, the Dolphins, so it hasn't really been any time that we felt like the Dolphins were going to lose the game for sure, and I don't think that changes against the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson does not look good. He's now missing Elijah Moore for the rest of the season. He's gone back to his love of Braxton Berrios. Um, it reminds me, Joe, have you ever seen the show Bar Rescue? Yeah. So it reminds me of one of those where they go in, they get everything fixed, everything gets changed around. You get Elijah Moore in there. You start using like the players that are supposed to be used. Corey Davis gets more involved. You got, like I said, Elijah Moore. You get Michael Carter, and then like a few weeks later, just they tear everything down and they go back to the way they were before everything got changed. And that's kind of how the Jets operated last week against the Saints, where Braxton Berrios was the leading receiver on the team, which should never be the, the how that works, and the leading rusher on the team was Zach Wilson. That should never <laughs> happen in an NFL football game. They were only able to score nine points, 
and I'm not going to lie, when they're playing the Dolphins, I don't really see it getting much better for the Jets because Zach Wilson's just not that guy. I, it's just not it. Um, on the other side of the football, Miami, much more interesting. Tua is a really good streamer this week, as Joe pointed out in his daily DFS co- uh, segment. Waddle should have his fair share. Whatever running back is back there, the Jets are the worst in the league against running backs. So I believe it's going to be Duke Johnson. He might be a sneaky play. If you're in a playoff matchup and you're desperate, and I'm talking desperate, desperate, Duke Johnson might be might be the move um, because the Jets are just that bad. I like it. Any, I like say anything, anything you need to add to this? Because, I mean, the, the Jets are horrible. Yeah, but Miami, I guess, is more interesting. Devontae Parker, is he kind is of Is this the week, this week? We, we trust Gusecki? I can't trust him. You know, honestly, maybe. Like, yeah. I, honestly, I might, be, I might believe that. Yeah. I, I mean, Gasecki's got so much freaking talent, and I just don't understand how he just disappears completely through games. The, yeah. I mean, exactly. Honestly, that one game, he got targeted seven times, didn't catch a ball. It's just yeah. like, damn. How, how's that happen? I don't know. But yeah. Okay. That interesting game there. Um, so, I should be. Do you want to do you want to announce this one? Or oh no! I? Yeah, I mean, if you got it, you got it. All right. So Sunday, December nineteenth at twelve p.m., the Texans are playing the Jaguars, and that's all I got to say about that game. <laughs> it's true. I mean, there's real honestly <laughs> though. Like you're saying that in, in joke. We got two rookie quarterbacks, Davis Mills and Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think it's going to be a. Here's the thing though about Houston, and I, I just. As much as we make fun of the Jaguars, the Houston Texans are at least trying. They're trying. Yeah. They don't have a good team. Like it, it, yeah. that's their problem. But they're trying to play football at least. No, yeah, um, and it's it's super admirable. I mean, really, if you're in the playoffs, you have one of two guys. You have Brandon Cooks or you have James Robinson. Now, Brandon Cooks absolutely start him. He is a target monster. He he's really the only guy. Um, on the Texans that you well, in this game that you can really trust. Um, James Robinson, you know, they you hear the squeaky wheel gets the grease. It's been two weeks now. He got benched for a fumble randomly. Um, two weeks ago, played like four snaps in that game. Trevor Lawrence had to beg to get him back in the game. They're not throwing him the ball. I mean, it's a, it's a bad time to be a James Robinson owner. So if you have him, you probably don't have a lot of other options on the team that are better than him. So you have to weigh your odds on that one. Um, you know, we talked in the daily segment, you know, Laquan Treadwell is super cheap uh, for daily fantasy. He's like 3,300. He's been coming on. Uh, Nico Collins has been coming on. Davis Mills is a super cheap streamer coming on. Royce Freeman looked way better than David Johnson has all year when David Johnson was out last year. So, you know, there's, there's options here for daily, but I really think you're starting Cooks. And if you're really in a pinch, you start Robinson, but that's about it. You're right. I mean, that, that that's it. I mean, other than that, you're in a dynasty league and you're just hoping Nico Collins or something can happen. But other than that, yeah, yeah. you're right. Okay. Well, that was a sad matchup. Let's get on to a less yeah. sad matchup. <laughs> uh, Cowboys Giants. This is sad on one side of the ball, but not necessarily on the other. So Cowboys, God, they, they're, 
I can't ever tell if the Cowboys are good or not. Can I just be frank? I mean, they beat the <laughs> they beat the football team last week. I didn't feel good about that, and they the Cowboys shouldn't feel good about it either. Um, so the Cowboys, I think you you have to roll with CD. Uh, you have to put Zeke out there, even though I don't know if he's a hundred percent. Corey Clement ended up coming in after the game was out of reach, and Corey Clement looked better than Zeke's looked last couple weeks like that's how sad this has gotten Zeke had to come back in at the end of the game um because it started getting close once Dak started goofing off Dak does not look right to me can we just stop there for a second there's something wrong with Dak and I know that he was injured so like it maybe we could just chalk it up to that but there is something fundamentally wrong with Dak right now and if it's going to continue hurting the entire team like Oof, I don't know how their playoff run's going to go. No, you're not going to get a better defensive performance than you did last week against Washington. I mean, that was just awesome. I know they let up a couple touchdowns, but I mean, they yeah. were scoring touchdowns. I mean, would they have four interceptions that game? Mm-hmm. I mean, they were just yeah. Poor Taylor bad. Heineke just couldn't yeah. couldn't get out of his own way. And then on the other side of the ball with the Giants, I mean, who to start? Who do you trust on that team? Barkley, and then that's about it. I Galladay is such a waste of money at this point. Slayton, I don't understand how he's still out there on the field. Um, and then the rest of them are just usually injured. Tony, Shepard. Yeah, Tony's Shepard. out with COVID now. Right, you know, so they're not available. And Ingram is hit or miss as a tight end. But other than that, like, what are you going to do? They don't have Daniel. By the way, okay, we'll stop here again. There is something really wrong with Daniel Jones. Have you been hearing about his neck injury? Were so, they talking about like fusion? Yeah. So there's a rumor that his problem with his neck is career ending, like possibly. So if that happens for the Giants, I mean, what a disaster that has yeah. been. They need a quarterback in this draft and. Luckily, they have the two. They have the Bears pick, so they can use that on a quarterback, and then maybe get some defense or O line because O line is the other huge problem. And while I agree with people that think that Barkley should be able to overcome bad O line, I don't think you can come over this bad of an O line. Right. You see the same thing with Najee. I mean, if he had a good O line, could you imagine the numbers he'd be putting up? Yeah. Because, like, I'm pretty sure the stat was, like, like, for the Giants, and it might be for Pittsburgh, too, but, like, they're two of the, like, they when they first get contact, it's, like, two yards behind the line of scrimmage, their first contact with a defensive player. No. It's like, you can't win like that. It's so, not going to get easier with Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence and Parsons and – no, I guess the only, the only, I really like Barkley this week. Um, I think that he's going to catch, you know, anywhere from seven to 10 passes this week. What he does with them, I don't know, but in a PPR, that's gold. Um, yeah, I really like Barkley. I guess the only thing that you really have going for you here is the middle of the defensive line for Dallas is beatable. So, I don't know how many holes the line can open up, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Barkley break off a couple big runs in this one. I can agree. All right. So next one I have down is Washington versus Philly. Joe, you want to be Josh this week? 
No, so let me uh, let me let me just talk real quick about the Eagles here. Um, best football team ever to exist in the world, and you guys are lucky to ever watch them play on Sundays. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, this game this game's interesting. So both teams still very much in the hunt for uh, for playoff spot here. Um, Heineke, there were some cracks in his uh, interesting armor last week on that one. Uh, the Washington football team continues to uh, not not be not be very good on defense i i still don't understand they they got to dak last week but they're still very beatable on that one uh is mclaurin out uh yes yeah yeah is he out for the how many games i I don't know how many games. they haven't had an update on that one yeah um really i mean he's their only offensive weapon there they tried dami brown they tried DeAndre Carter. You know, I like Gibson a lot this week. I like Gibson and Seals Jones for Washington. Philly's the worst team against the tight end. Uh, but uh and Gibson, I don't think McKissick plays. He's he's questionable. But uh I love Gibson. Gibson just runs and the Eagles can't be beat that way. But those are really the only two guys I'm starting for the football team. On the Eagles side, Jalen Hurts. He has a high ankle sprain that he's somehow coming back from you know, two weeks later, him and Minshew have been splitting snaps on offense. So I don't really know who's going to start as of this point, but it's looking like Hertz. He's been awesome this year. I'd be very worried to play him because of that ankle sprain. A lot of his points come from the rushing ability. He doesn't get a whole lot through the air. So if you take that rushing ability away, it's really going to hurt. Um, I mean, Devonta Smith, should get some work in this one, and you would think that they're actually going to commit to the run with Miles Sanders if he does play, who also has a high ankle sprain. So, I don't know. You got a very injured Eagles offense facing a very uh, poor football team defense. So, I don't really know what's going to come out of that one. But uh, I really – I mean, I like Gibson. I like Seals Jones. I don't really know who else I like starting in this one. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely not on Washington, right? I mean, unless right. McLaurin – I don't think McLaurin's playing this week. I, I think, yeah, I said that. Um, on the Eagles side, Hurts, and it's probably about it if Hurts is playing. Yeah. Dallas Goddard would be an interesting start here. Um, yeah, that's true. I forgot about him. He's pretty. He's been solid and seems like finally coming into what he should have been. Yeah, I mean the the football team has been pretty good against tight ends this year, so it's nothing magical by any stretch of the imagination, matchup wise. I just it's hard to trust Devonta Smith uh, with what he's been doing. You know, the running back Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is hurt. You know, Boston Scott's going to get put in on a one-yard line, even though he's the smallest dude ever. I don't understand that whole thing. But the <laughs> the Jalen Hurts is really where I want everyone to kind of pump the brakes on a little bit. He's coming really? back really quickly from a very bad injury. So I, That's true, and it might make him less mobile. And yeah. we don't really know what he looks like as a just solid, only a passer yet. Yeah. So. Now I'm probably going to eat my words and he's going to run all over the place. But Would be hilarious if, because yeah. you, didn't you say pump the brakes on Dalvin Cook and he ended up going for like 200? Did I? Said that. No, maybe you wasn't you. Maybe it was somebody else. Somebody said pump the brakes on Dalvin Cook and then he ended up going for 200 yards. In that I game. would never pump the brakes on Dalvin Cook. Fair enough. 
Um, that car has no brakes. <laughs> good point. Um, all right, let's move on to Titan Steelers, where the Titans are favored in this game. I know that that seems silly to say, but Titans have not looked great recently. So I think in this game, you're going to have Julio. You're going to have Tannehill. I don't even know who to really trust on Tennessee at this point. I I don't think you can trust Tannehill, right? Like that's kind of how. I don't think you can. I don't. I don't think you can either. And I don't really even know if you can trust Julio. You, I definitely, if you're in a playoff situation, you're not putting Julio in. Right. So, like, is there anybody on Tennessee that you'd feel good against or feel good about? I don't think the answer is yes. I think the more person, more team you trust in this situation is Pittsburgh. I think. Big Ben, this is a solid spot for him. Yeah. Going against Tennessee with a bad secondary that's somewhat hurt even, and the pass rush has not been getting home as late. Even with Pittsburgh's battle line, I still think Big Ben can get it done. Dump off Sanaji. He's got Claypool more involved, Deontay Johnson more involved. I mean, the offense has been clicking recently. So. Yeah. No, no, even James Washington looked good last week. And exactly. You know, he's a free agent after this year. He's getting his stock up for sure with this late season run he's going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess for the Titans, Dante Foreman would be in Probably a super so. pinch. I mean, McNichols came back last week and he didn't do a damn thing. Um Hilliard, you know, if this game gets out of hand, he's going to be the one catching the passes, I'd imagine there. So, but I can't imagine this gets out of hand. I mean, either way, honestly, I can't either. I mean, I think it's just going to be another grungy kind of tight game. I like Deontay Johnson a lot in this one, but uh, yeah, I don't think there's anyone you can really be happy about starting on the Titans. This, this, <laughs> this is one of the weirdest, like playoff weekends going in because there's so many players out that you normally would trust, but there's also not a lot of good fill-ins either. Cause like in this right. game, maybe Nick Westbrook, Akeen is going to go off. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you to put him in your lineup. He might be able to do it. Maybe you feel better about him than I do, but I wouldn't throw him in a lineup. I have him in my dynasty lineup. I still won't yeah. throw him in. I feel I would feel better about starting him than Julio. As crazy as that sounds, but uh, honestly, you're probably right. Yeah, probably. I, I wouldn't start either of them, so don't do that yeah. confidently either. But <laughs> no, I think I mean you got your usual suspects on the Steelers. You know, Deontay Johnson, Najee um, are going to be good. Fryermuth, you know, Titans have been pretty good against the tight end, but he looks athletic as hell um, out there. So I think he could get another touchdown. Um, but yeah, on the Titan side, I don't really think you can trust anyone. Sad times. All right, Joe, want to talk about some Bengals and Broncos? Bengals and Broncos. Do I have to? Yeah, I'll it's talk up to you. I'll say it's about in Mile High, so that's going to take out any of the fun Bengals, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, no, we're in. We're in. Uh, we're in Denver for this one. It's an afternoon game. Uh, Bengals Broncos. Uh, both teams sitting at seven and six. Uh, the Bengals offensive coordinator came out last week and said that they're holding the team back by not letting Burrow just sling the ball around. So I think you see a lot of him just slinging the ball around in this one. Uh, the Broncos have a really good secondary. 
but I like Jamar Chase. I like Higgins. You know, Boyd's been an absolute wild card as of late. You're not starting Uzama. And, uh, you know, Mixon's going to get his. And the Broncos are actually pretty beatable against the uh, or, or with the run. Bradley Chubb came back for the Broncos. Seems like when week. they want to, by the way. It seems yeah. like they're beatable when they want to be. When they don't want to be, they just lock down. And they don't allow you to do anything. But when they want right. to be just a little lax, have a fun afternoon, they just let the running backs go off against them. Right. It's crazy. And, uh, you know, last week I do think that having Bradley Chubb in there, um, you know, it's the second game back. I think that helped that line a little bit. But I still think Mixon's going to have a big one. I love Chase. I love Higgins. Um, you're definitely starting them. Burrow is phenomenal for daily this week. I think he's 6,100, so he's very affordable on DraftKings. Uh, on the Broncos side, don't start a wide receiver. I wouldn't start a tight end. Um, and now Javante Williams just cropped up with an ankle injury on the uh, injury report. So I guess if that's going to happen, uh, Melvin Gordon's the start of the week here. I mean, we saw last week both running backs had two touchdowns, looked really good, very effective throughout the whole game. Um, but uh, if Javante misses, Melvin Gordon's a great start because he literally is their only offense at this point. I mean, fan catches passes he looks good between the 20s but then they love alberto in the in the end zone so i don't sutton you know they paid patrick and sutton all this money they got judy who's one of the best route runners in the league and they can't use them so okay so here's here's the sad stat for the denver broncos so over the last four weeks Cortland sutton has only had 60 yards passing combined he leads the team in receiving (laughs) yeah what i I think this is going to be an absolute slaughtering by the Bengals. I really do. I hope so because somebody needs to put the Denver Broncos out of their misery. They're just, they're like the problem with the Broncos. They're just good enough to beat all of the bad teams on their schedule, but they're just bad enough to never pull off the upset. I mean, right. It's just, they're never going to, I mean, they beat the chargers a couple weeks back, which I guess you could look at as an upset, but they're not going to beat the Chiefs. They're not going to beat – I mean, I guess they beat the Cowboys too. I forgot about that. That was a weird, yeah. weird game though. That was a weird game. Um, no, I think but, it's an interesting game because, you know, the Bengals have been – I mean, some of their games they look like they're contenders. and Some of their games they look like they're horrible. So I think this is a big statement game for the Bengals on uh, this one, and it's a good place to do it at mile high because Jamar Chase – it's very fast, and that ball is going to fly a long way. So, here's the thing: you know, what, you know what this game is, Joe? It's a loser leaves town match. Yeah. Whichever one of these teams loses, just please get out of our lives. It's yeah. over. We don't yeah. want any more of it. That's how it should be. Yeah. By the way, Joe Burrow leads the league in interceptions. We just need to tuck that one away and things to ponder yeah. after the season. By the way. Well, I, I got Justin Simmons in every IDP league, so <laughs> so you just you know what's coming, huh? Yeah, you just I'm need Jamar Chase to tip him the ball. Yeah, just hand it right to him. All right, let's. But go it didn't to... have lines on it. I couldn't see it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny that's a, what a talking point before the season. All right, let's go. T- let's talk about some Falcons and 49ers. It's Kyle Shanahan revenge game against his former team. Uh, 49ers have turned it on as of late, and they look they look like a solid playoff team. 
I don't think they're good enough to like win the whole thing. I don't want to get carried away, but they look good enough to make something happen in the playoffs. If you know what I'm saying? So 49ers side of the ball, you're starting George Kittle. You're starting Elijah Mitchell. If he's playing, you're starting Debo Samuel. Of course. I even think you're starting Jimmy G. Like, I, obviously, if you have, like, Aaron Rodgers, like, don't get carried away. Don't put him in over that. But if you are needing somebody at this point in the life that you can afford to put him in there, he deserves to be in there. Um, and that's really it. I mean, Ayuk, I'm – you know, he's been hit or miss. Falcons are kind of one of those teams where you could take advantage. Um, and on the Falcon side of the ball, you're starting Cordell Patterson because you don't have another choice at this point, and he is 98% of their offense. Um, you, you have to start Kyle Pitts because you probably don't have a better choice, and that's just the way that is. I would not start Matt Ryan. Just I'm sure there's a better option. Tua's out there. Go get Tua. Don't play Matt Ryan. And it's really it for the Falcons. I, I don't trust anybody else on that team. Russell Gage, after I thought we had something figured out here with Russell Gage, um, he was just okay last week. And yeah. I, I, that's just it. I mean, it's four, four for 64 last week. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get that against the, the 49ers though. No, I, you know, the, uh, the Kittle thing is absolutely impressive what mm-hmm. he's been doing um on there moving i'd be shocked uh, to see him do it three weeks in a row but then again i would too but i, I mean he's just rolling right now i mean the one half thing, of that though he'll be fine you know absolutely and it, you know if they continue to put debo in the backfield it's just going to keep giving him more opportunities down the field on that one so mm-hmm. yeah i i like that i like the kittle play a, a ton in dfs all right joe seahawks rams Ugh. All right. Um, well, we're not really sure who's going to be there for the Rams this week um, on that one. Uh, so let's start with the Seahawks. Uh, Rashad Penny looked awesome last week. Two touchdowns over 30 yards. He looked like an absolute machine. Do I trust it? No, I do not. Um, you know, you're in the playoffs this week. I could see a scenario where Rashad Penny just does not get hardly any work at all. Now, Carroll came out and said that he deserves a chance to be the featured back. And he looked really good doing it. So as long as he stays healthy, I think you do have a featured back scenario in Seattle. But with Adrian Peterson missing last week and, you know, Alex Collins is still there, plus DJ Dallas, it's eerie to me. Um, I could see a game where Rashad Penny runs for, you know, 80 yards, does great between the 20s, gets down to the five-yard line, and they put Adrian Peterson in there to fall his old ass into the end zone. So... I don't know how I feel about it. Um, DK Metcalf, you know, Jalen Ramsey, is he out with – I think he was on the list last week. He's still, he's still out right now, but, yeah. man, he's probably going to be activated. Yeah, he'll probably be back this week. Um, you know, Lockett is the the one there right now. He's getting all the work. They're just not using Metcalf. Uh, I heard John Hansen refer to him as decoy Metcalf, which I thought was <laughs> fucking hilarious um, on that one. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, so um, you're starting Lockett, you know, with Metcalf. I feel like you have to start him because if he does blow up, he is blowing up in a big way. Uh, that's just his game. Uh, Russell Wilson has a good matchup against the Rams. Uh, there's nothing too terrifying going on there. 
Uh, so I think he's kind of an average quarterback, you know, top, you know, number 14, 13 this week. Um, so yeah. you can start him if you have to. Uh, the guy I really like in this game is Gerald Everett. It is the revenge game against the Rams, um, and we love revenge games here. So I love Everett this week. If you're in DFS, start him. If you're in season long, don't. I can't advise it. You know, tight ends are hard to come by, so you might have to. Uh, it wouldn't be the worst start, I should say. On the Rams side, Sony Michelle looks infinitely better than Daryl Henderson running the ball. They should keep giving him to the ball, um, but Daryl Henderson will most likely be back this week after being out with COVID. So I'm not really sure how that shakes out. If you're in a playoff scenario, I don't know how you feel comfortable starting either of them. You are starting Cooper Cup. You are very confident about that one. Tyler Higby, not a fan of him. And then the one I really like here is Van Jefferson. I think he's poised for a huge game if Odell misses, which it looks like he is. Um, so I like Stafford, I like Van, and I like Cup. Uh, other than that, I don't like yeah. a whole lot of them. Yeah, me neither. Uh, no, I'm not trusting that Stronick, Strowinick guy. No. No. <laughs> not throwing him in. Not at all. Not at all. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on to – the Packers versus the Ravens. If Lamar's playing, this is going to be a fun game. If Lamar's not playing, this is going to be a slaughter in favor of the Packers. Um, right now, I think Vegas is, has Lamar playing because Green Bay is only favored by five and a half. And I think if Lamar's out, I think uh, Green Bay will be favored by a full touchdown. Um, which, not going to lie, Tyler Huntley actually looked kind of frisky last week. So I don't know if yeah, he, he can completely um, knock them out if he's in there. But Packers, you're starting, you know, don't overthink it. This is not overthinking it season right here. You're starting Aaron Jones, you're starting Aaron Rodgers, you're starting Devontae Adams. I think those three pretty much have locked in at this point. If you need a desperation play, You'll put in MVS, but I wouldn't suggest that. Alan Lazard, he played well last week. Maybe that carries over. I don't know. But you're starting your three studs on the team for sure. Uh, the Ravens, I would say either way, if Lamar's like if, you're, if Lamar's in there, you're throwing Lamar in, obviously. You know, you're not again, we're in non-overthink it season. If Lamar's playing, you put Lamar in, even though he's been underwhelming. Um Mark Andrews, solid lock. Hollywood Brown, solid lock. I don't think you can – and then uh, Devontae Freeman has been pretty solid. He's been getting every rushing touchdown for them since, I know, since week two. It's been him and Le'Veon Bell, and they don't have Le'Veon Bell anymore. So it's all Devontae Freeman. Again, this is just, like I just gotta keep saying it. Don't overthink it. Like, don't get cute. Don't sit them because it's it says it's a bad matchup on ESPN or it says it's a bad matchup on Sleeper. I, it, don't worry about it. Just throw them in there. Start your studs. Get your wins. Let's go on to the next round. I agree completely. Now, there is not a hotter team in the NFL than the Packers right now, I don't think. I would argue that to the grave. Yeah. You're not arguing on that one? I'm not. I thought I was going to get some with you there. No. You're... <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, Saints-Bucks. This is a this is an interesting one here. Um, you got Kamara going against a phenomenal Buccaneers running defense. Um, you got Leonard Fournette going against a phenomenal Saints running defense. Um, 
you're starting both of them. Don't don't kid yourself here. You're starting them. Uh, Mike Evans, Godwin, Gronk, Brady, you're starting them. On the Saints side, Taysom, you're you're starting him. It's a tough matchup, but he's going to have to do more through the air in this one to get you the points. I don't think he can rely on his legs quite as much as he has been. Uh, but uh, but those are really the only guys you start here. This is going to be, in my opinion, an absolute slaughter by the hands of the Buccaneers. The Saints beat him earlier this year. Tom Brady does not forget those things. So saddle up your Buccaneers and uh, enjoy that. That's all I got on that one. It's it's pretty simple. I mean, uh, Taysom Hill has been the quarterback one for the last, like, two weeks. And it's mainly just been he's gotten some weird run at the end of the game that ended up accounting for most of his points. Um and that's just how he's been able to do it. And then Buccaneers have just been uh, – they're just going to roll to the playoffs. I don't really see many many of these teams stopping them. I do think once the Bucs get to the playoffs, they're going to have a problem because their team is not built to win um, against a good team. I mean, they did beat the Buffalo Bills. I'll give you that. Buffalo Bills are slightly fraudulent this year, though. I, I, slightly. I think once you play the – the Cardinals, once you play the Green Bay Packers, teams like that, I think like even I think even uh, the 49ers with how they play with Kittle and Debo, like how weird yeah. that is. I think even they're going to like that's going to be a hard out for the Bucks. whereas when you're playing teams like the Saints, the Saints aren't really be- built to win the game. But I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But I think once the Bucks get to the playoffs, they're going to have a bigger issue. Yeah, the Saints defense kind of harassed Brady last time they played. Mm-hmm. And I just think this is a full-out kiss-my-ass game <laughs> for Tom Brady. On that I one. mean, that's yeah. and that's how Tom Brady should be at this point. Yeah, I agree. All right, Joe. I'm just going to let you have the Monday Night Football game. Just go for it. All right, so the Bears for the second week in a row are on primetime. Uh, fucking kill me as a Bears fan. This one's on ABC as well, Joe. Like, it's not even just on ESPN and ESPN+. Yeah. Plus. It's going to also be on ABC. <laughs> this is for all the nuggets here. Um, I'm definitely going to be watching Peyton and Eli tear apart this Bears team. It's going to be fucking awesome um, on this one. But uh, Vikings-Bears, uh, visional game. Both, you know, the Vikings lost to the Lions. They're not anything special there. Uh, the Bears had a really good first half against the Packers last week. Um, I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen in this game. I think it's going to be a little bit of a shootout. I like a lot of people in this game. On the Bears side, I love Montgomery. Uh, he's going to run all over the Vikings. I love Darnell Mooney. You know, we already talked on this podcast a whole lot about Rashad Breland and how he can't stop anybody. I think Mooney is going to go right past him, and Justin Fields has a cannon of an arm. So, I like it. If you're in a pinch in DFS or you're, you're not starting them in your playoffs, so don't get cute here. But in DFS, I love Justin Fields. He's super cheap. He's 5,300, I believe, on DraftKings. Hell of a deal um, against this team. On the Vikings side, you're starting everybody against this defense. Um, I could make a case for Tyler Conklin as well. In daily, you're not starting him in season long or in your playoffs. But Justin Jefferson is going to have an absolute monster of a game. They're going to move him away from Jalen Johnson. Uh, Kirk's going to have a huge game. KJ Osborne's going to have a massive game. We might even see D.D. Westbrook get in the end zone in this one. Fuck, I don't know. But uh, I think it's going to be a really exciting game. Uh, 
the Bears have been okay against running backs, but they really haven't played anyone of Dalvin Cook's caliber in a long time. So I expect Dalvin to have a monster game as well. So fire up everyone um, that you got in this game. Uh, I think you can trust Mooney in a playoff situation. I know it's sketchy, but if you're in a deep enough league, I think you have to start him. Um, and don't be too worried about Montgomery, even though the Bears suck. As a Montgomery manager, I'm well aware of the stress that that guy puts on you because Nagy just decides not to use him randomly, but should be a good game here. Yeah, I couldn't have said any better. These two defenses are not the best, so I think both of these teams should be able – this should be a, a shootout. If it ends up being 13-10, to 10, I'm just going to chalk it up to the Bears and the Vikings just doing what they do. Just disappointing. Yeah. Playing down to each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, like, neither, neither team wants to win. Both so coaches in, are probably getting fired after the season, let's be yeah. real. Yeah. In, in summary of this week, uh, the NFL is not doing us a lot of uh, a lot of help here. Um, a lot of, lot of nasty games, um, a lot of bad matchups, a lot of really risky plays if you are in the playoffs you know you have all the COVID outbreaks to deal with you have injuries to deal with it is not pretty but uh but start these guys that we told you to and it will lead you to fantasy goodness i agree next week we get christmas games joe excited for that christmas games no because i still have nightmares of alvin Kamara wearing his fucking christmas shoes and putting up six touchdowns on me last year in those championships (laughs) Horrible. Oh, that's hilarious. I forgot about that. No. Okay. That's all we got for you this week. That's week 15. Three weeks left after this. Um, first round of the playoffs for most people starts this week. So let's go out there and get some dubs. That's all. That's all we can really ask for at this point in time. So passels get dubs. Yes. All passels get dubs. Um, we're going to pour one out for Josh. He's not here right now. He's in the playoffs and we hope he loses. Um, Follow Joe at OP Economist. Follow me at Ombre Vendor. Um, also, check out the Dynasty Tailgate podcast. That's also on this IDP Army feed. Should, new episode should be coming out tomorrow. Um, we're gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about 2022 running backs to watch. Um, few of them we might be watching in the Senior Game. We'll see. Senior Bowl will, should be fun this year. Get to discover people. Uh, Michael Carter was a big discovery last year's Senior Bowl that a lot of people didn't didn't really know about him as much because um, he was behind Javante in North Carolina, but then he popped up, so that was fun. Um, so we're gonna start the start the deep dive. It begins now in Dynasty, but as long as season long goes, we're still gonna keep trucking away. We've got playoffs to get through, and we're gonna do some year end review stuff here coming up. But follow out offensive points on Twitter. Follow at the IDP Army. Follow at Semi Pro Fantasy on Twitter as well. Get in the Discord. Uh, let us know if you want any content. If you are out there and want to contact us and let us know what kind of content you want to see or hear on the podcast, let us know that too because we'll take suggestions. Might not use them, but we'll at least listen. Hi, right, Joe. Get us out of here. Hey, I do have some developing updates. Uh-oh. Josh uh, lost his first fireball bet all year. He did. Yeah. He definitely did. Yeah. Because he bet me He bet me that the Cleveland was going to lose to the Baltimore Ravens, and they did not. He also bet me that Leonard Fournette was only getting 80 yards. Oh, shit. That's two bets. Yeah. 
course, course. This is okay. Now it's making more sense why you went to Iceland. Yeah, trying to dodge. Trying to get out of these. <laughs> All right, guys, <laughs> thanks for uh, hanging out with us tonight, and we will talk to you next week. Good luck in your games. Good night.